through this, the love of God was made manifest among us. That God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Let's pray. Father, we ask for your blessing this morning, that you would help us understand your word. For those who are weak and weary, who have stumbled in here, your children, would you comfort them this morning and remind them of your love? For those children who have ran like the prodigal son, would you remind them of your great love for them and lead them home? And for those whose hearts are hard and who don't know you, who are far from you, would you show them how great your love is? We pray this in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if you have noticed that one of Christmas's biggest themes is love. If you haven't noticed that, I would encourage you to go and just watch a Hallmark movie. You only need to invest yourself in one Hallmark movie, and you'll catch the story plot for the rest of them. Girl sees guy, girl and guy fall in love, and somehow they magically kiss on Christmas, and it's going out, it's beautiful, and you want to cry. But you can watch, because you don't have to just watch the Hallmark channel, you can watch really any Christmas movie that's out there. The Grinch! The Grinch's heart grows because he sees the who's love. What about Buddy the Elf who travels through the seven layers of the candy cane forest, through the sea of the swirly, twirly gum drops, and then marches his way through the Lincoln Tunnel to see his dad. It's because of his love that he wants to see his dad. Love. Love is an important aspect of the Christmas season. But we have a problem when it comes to love. What is love? I'm not going to sing the rest of that. Two weeks in a row, I'll catch you guys. <laughs> is love being able to express yourself in any way you choose? Is love an intense sexual pleasure? Is love taking the time to watch Netflix after a, a stressful day at work 
into the wee hours of the morning and then call up your boss the next day for a self-care day. <clears throat> what about is, is love speaking the hard truth to somebody in colorful language? Because you know, you know, I love you, and it doesn't really matter how I communicate to you as long as it's the truth. Is love just knowing the right things, yet never changing? If you remember Advent, is the season that we celebrate Christ's arrival. You're probably sick at this point how many times I've said this, but I'm being redundant on purpose. Christ's arrival reminds us of the hope we have in God. His arrival reminds us of the divine peace that we now have with God because He has sent His Son. But the lingering question that's before us this morning is, why would God send His Son in this, to this messed up place? Why would God send His Son to a jacked up place called earth? There's a lot of pain and problems it's messy down here. In our passage this morning, we see that it was because of the love of God. You see, in our passage, what John is hitting on in this chapter is that the Christian can have assurance of salvation by their love toward other believers. What John is saying in this, this chapter is he's saying it's more likely that you're going to see a unicorn before you see a Christian without love. And you know what John's example of this is? Jesus being sent by the Father. John's example is that the love of God comes down. That the love of God is displayed through selflessness. And so, what I want us to see today is that the arrival of Christ displays God's love. And we'll see this, we'll see how the arrival of Christ displays God's love by love coming down to dwell with us. And we'll see this love being on display to a loveless world. How can we be sure that love came down? How can we be sure that the arrival of Christ displays God's love? The, the last few words, or the last three words of verse 8 tell us that God is love. 
Did you hear that? Did you read that? God is love. This does not say love is God. Love does not define who or what God is. God defines what love is. As we move forward, we can't blur the two there. We have to understand that God is love, and God defines what love is. And so, before there was any of this, but before you, before me, before our parents, our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, before any of this, before the oldest tree, before the oldest rock, before the first star that was ever placed in this universe, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the, the Trinity, the three persons, one God, existed in perfect harmony without us, perfectly loving one another. So we must take this morning our cues on what love is from God. Not this world. The culture will change what love means to satisfy the appetite of the present day. But God does not change. And his love is steadfast and will never fail us. So this is this is why the arrival of Christ displays God's love. This is why we can be sure that love came down because our passage goes on to tell us in this love God was made manifest among us. God was made known among us. This love is made presence. It is displayed to us. Or what John says earlier in this book, this, this love, we have seen it with our eyes. We've touched it with our hands. We have heard it with our ears. How is this possible? Because God sent his only son into the world. Let's let this breathe right here for a second. Let's, let's pause. What, what John is saying right here is that God's love is on display through the sending of his son. We see what love is by God sending his son, his only son. Imagine with me here that a king and a queen had their firstborn child. Right? And they want to display their love to the area that they rule, the country that they rule. And they have this great idea that their firstborn they will give over to the people to show their people what true love actually is. And they have a child, and this child is a son. He's an heir to the throne, to the kingdom. And yet, his destiny is to live among the people with no earthly advantage. You see, even an illustration like this, we come away thinking, that's just completely insane. That's foreign. It's strange. And it's strange to us because 
this type of love does not come natural to us. This is a, a foreign type of love. It's foreign to us because we are, by nature, children of ground. Our instincts from birth are to be selfish. It doesn't take long for an infant to learn how to manipulate, to get what they want. <laughs> this is the reason why we need to understand God's love. Because in our best attempts to love, we turn it in for selfish gain, for selfish reasons. But as we've seen so far, God's love is selfless, it's pure. Do you, do you know the love of God? Not know of it. Not have read about it somewhere or heard somebody vaguely talk about it. Do you know God's love? Have you experienced God's love? Think of what the Son gave up. Being sent here to dwell with us. The Son gave up the heavenly realm. He left His home. He gave up everything to come down here. The King of Kings, who owns all things, came and was laid in a manger. The one who was nursing this King was nursing the one who owned the stars. So why show love like this? Why show love by sending the Son? So that we might live through Him. Out of God's love for His creation, of God's love for his creation, he sends the Son so that we could be reconciled to him, so that we could have peace with him. Isn't this what the, the Bible tells us? Isn't this what the Bible teaches? For God so loved the world. He loved the world. He gave his only Son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It was love that God sent Jesus here. God didn't look down and just tolerate them, tolerate us. God didn't look down and just shrug his shoulders and say, boy, oh boy. He didn't have to send his son. 
God is just to judge the sinners. He could have justly judged us and left us in our sin, but because of His love for us, He sends the Son. God looks at this weary world. He looks and sees that it's a huge mess. And yet, because of His love, He sends His Son so that we can be rescued from this mess. He sees me. He sees you. He sees that we are a complete mess, broken and helpless. That we have sin and junk lodged in our hearts, secret sins that we don't want anybody to know about. He sees the depths of our evil wickedness and still loved this world enough to send His only Son. God's love shows us that love is selfless. The arrival of Christ displays God's love by sending His only Son to bring us life through Christ. This love was not thinking about self. This love was not thinking about self as we are taught here in this world. But it was thinking about the needs of another. There is a, another way that we see this morning that the arrival of Christ displays God's love. We see how this love is on display to a loveless world. We, we see the cost of love. John says, and this is love, not that we have loved God. Let's, let's pause there for a moment. Because this might be a, a little bit shocking to some of us. What do you mean that we don't love God? If we people were any type of house animal towards God, it would be cats. Just hang on with me for a second. I grew up with a ton of cats. I like cats. It's not that I don't like them. But think about it. Cats care about their own interests. If you are a cat owner, let me just say this. Your cat does not love you more than you love it. They only show affection if they feel like it or if they are out of food. For the most part, they want to be left alone. They don't want to be bothered. They don't come to you if you call them. In fact, they just try to run and hide. Cats do not love their owners more than their owners love them. This is how we are towards God. We tolerate God. We show Him affection only if it is for our own self-interests. We will go to God if we need something. Not because we desire God. In fact, we would rather God not bother us than love us. We were not born with a natural desire to love God. Why? Because of our sin. Because of our, our pride. Our selfishness. This is what it means to be dead in our sins. To be lovers of ourselves and not lovers of God. Our flesh only wants us to care about ourselves. 
We resist. We run. We hide from the love of God at all costs. If you have walked through these doors this morning, and you are looking to this world, if you are looking to the Hallmark Channel, if you're looking to Twitter or Facebook or the next insightful book to understand what love is, can I just humbly suggest that you are being lied to? You are being told that the best form of the expression of love is to first and foremost love yourself. That you define what love is. You choose what love means. This stems back to the garden of Adam and Eve. It's the same lie that the serpent told them. God doesn't love you. He didn't give you enough. He's trying to suppress what you were truly meant and destined to be. We live in a world that says you are not loved unless your needs are met. Adam and Eve. Did God really say you couldn't eat that fruit? There must be something that is holding back from you. If God truly loved you, he would have given you this fruit to eat. This truly is a loveless world. Jesus was sent so that we could understand what true, pure love is. Because although we don't love God, He loved us first. He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atonement, the sacrifice for our sins. As I was studying this and praying through this and reading people on this, there was one guy in particular that I think is an nail on that. Matthew Henry, he, his encouragement is this. He, meaning God, loved us. When we had no love for him, when we lay our our, lay in our guilt, misery, and blood when we were undeserving, ill-deserving, polluted, and unclean, and wanted to be washed from our sin in sacred blood. He gave us His Son for such a service and such an end. The, the Son is sent to make things right between man and God. The, the Son is sent to atone for our sins, to be sacrificed for our sins. God looked at us in our helpless state. 
And out of his love, he sends his only son, Jesus, to rescue those who trust in him. If you need rescuing, look to Christ. Look to Christ who shows us what love is, what pure love is. Selflessness to the point of death, even death on a cross. God, he didn't count his interests higher than ours, but instead looked at us in our miserable state and sends his son, Jesus. This is what Advent reminds us of. It reminds us of God's love for this weary, broken world. Advent reminds us that God sees us in our helplessness. Not our strength. Our sinfulness. Not our purity. He sees us in our weariness, longing for something more, and His idea of love is sending His own Son. This is the love that God has for us. Can you believe it? We weren't looking to love God. We weren't thinking to love God, we weren't desiring to love God, and yet because of God's love for His creation, because of God's love for you, He sent His Son Jesus to be sacrificed for our sins so that we could have eternal life with Him. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to celebrate the birth of Christ all the more. That's good news for us. <coughs> so the arrival of Christ displays God's love because it shows us loveless people that love is selfless. It shows us that the arrival of Christ means that Christ has come to die for the sins of this world. Advent helps us see that God sent his only son into this world because of his love. His love. So as we celebrate the birth of Christ this Christmas season, let's be amazed at God's love for us. Let's be amazed that while yet we were still sinners, God sent Christ to die for us. This baby that is sent, his destiny is to atone for our sins. As we have seen so far, this arrival of Jesus gives us hope. We look back and see the faithfulness of God, which then informs our future. As we have seen, the arrival of Christ means uh, the arrival of divine peace between man and God. Now we leave here this morning seeing that the arrival of Christ shows us God's love for his creation. 
So as we celebrate Christ's birth, let's leave here this morning that Christ ascends out of love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you show us what love is. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus out of love. Help remind us of that this Advent season. 